If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Inside my online program, Fitness Mama, I just love helping support women to care for their bodies during pregnancy, prepare their bodies for birth and support their after birth recovery, helping them feel confident and strong inside out during this important stage of their lives. In this podcast, join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you through every step of the journey. It is absolutely possible to feel amazing and confident in our bodies during this motherhood journey, and I want that for you. Come and say hi to me on Instagram at fitnessmama, and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Pregnancy, Birth and Recovery podcast. Today's episode is a fun one. Well, I think it's fun. It's an episode that is it's a topic that is close to my heart. I think this is something each and every one of us needs to be aware about when pregnant. You can probably guess what it is. It is exercising during pregnancy. This is something for everyone. Even if you think you're not an exerciser, I say that with air quotes, even if you feel that you've never really found an exercise that suits you or that you enjoy, stick around and listen because I'm hoping by the end of this, you've got some ideas of ways that you can incorporate this because we're discussing today, I'll quickly run down of all the amazing benefits of pregnancy exercise in terms of helping it to improve your afterbirth recovery, helping you feel stronger, helping you feel more confident as a mum in your body, helping you reduce your risk of pelvic health concerns, incontinence, prolapse, helping you lose weight sooner. But it's not about the weight loss. It's really about feeling confident and strong in your body, helping to safeguard you against aches and pains. So exercise during pregnancy. We're going to discuss some considerations when you are exercising during pregnancy because this is a phase of our life where our body is changing. We've got some beautiful changes happening to our body that's never happened before. We've got postural changes, hormonal changes, mechanical changes. Like there's our body's changing in many ways. So we're going to discuss considerations for exercise in terms of pelvic floor, how to incorporate, or first of all, why to incorporate pelvics in your workouts and how to incorporate. And even if you have a cesarean birth, this is still really relevant information. We're going to discuss adapting high-impact exercise. So if you're a runner, then listen up. And we're going to discuss strength training, how to do this appropriately during pregnancy. We're going to discuss pelvic girdle pain. So if you're achy and sore, this episode's for you. If you've got abdominal muscle separation, which if you're pregnant, you'll all have some degree of abdominal muscle separation by the end of your pregnancy. So let's talk about how to care for this area during this stage of motherhood. And also just a few little quick tips and considerations to help you feel confident when exercising. So let's get straight into it. As always, I always invite you at the start of these episodes to come and join us inside Fitness Mama. If you'd like to be able to exercise safely, if you'd like support from a physio to exercise during pregnancy and postpartum, if you want to be able to do it conveniently and easily and cost-effectively as well from the comfort of your home, then come and check out our free seven-day trial 
click the link in the show notes or head to fitnessmama.com. Right, let's get into it. First of all, really quick rundown of exercising, why it's so important during pregnancy. I recently did an episode with Dr. Tom Cade, where we talked a bit more about the medical considerations, whereas here we're talking more about the physical considerations and more the physio with my physio hat on. But we know that pregnancy fitness, pregnancy exercise, if you can prioritize this during pregnancy, you're more likely to then pick it up in your postpartum journey. And what this means is then you're more likely to, and this is research has informed us, those women who get back into exercise after having a baby, they're the ones that have exercised during pregnancy. And those that get back into exercise after pregnancy have better outcomes in terms of pelvic floor, less likely to be leaking, incontinent prolapse, all those sorts of things. They're less like they're more likely to lose their weight quicker. But again, I don't like talking about weight, but sometimes we need to, just in terms of empowering you with the research and the information out there. But we also know about all the mental health impacts. I exercise releases those endorphins, helps us feel feel better. I remember my husband coming home, I was about 12 weeks postpartum. I had, this is when I'd had my third baby. And I remember he got home, at, it was like five o'clock on the dot. And I was having just one of those days, I think one of my babies, my baby had been unsettled. My toddler had been unwell and I wasn't feeling great. So he came home. I literally passed him my baby. And I said, I'm going for a quick walk. And I think I went around the block once. And then I decided I'm going to do that one more time. I went around the block twice, just walked around the block, 10 minutes tops. And by the time I stepped back into the house, I felt more like myself again. I I felt calmer. I felt, you know, this is all okay. I can do this. Like it just changed my mental health. It impacted me massively. And I still remember that one particular moment of when I just felt like everything was crumbling and I left and I walked and then I felt like the world was good again. So it is important. I know motherhood, it's not easy. And I know we're busy and we're time poor. And here I am getting on the podcast saying, let's all exercise during pregnancy. And I don't want to add another thing on your to-do list that's unnecessary but I do feel strongly about this. I think it, it can impact every facet of our life, how we're feeling inside out, how strong we're feeling inside out from our pelvic floor. And when I say inside, I mean our core strength, our back pain, our pelvic floor, and then our outside, like how do we feel on the outside? Uh, yeah, so I'm digressing. There's, there's plenty of episodes that talk about the medical benefits of exercising during pregnancy. We know it's good for mum. We know it's good for baby. We know it's good for lifelong effects. So let's not, we know that. Let's move on. How do we adapt exercising to suit our changing body during pregnancy? Because as I mentioned, our body is undergoing a lot of changes. And this is why I think it's important that we do adapt our exercise and our workouts to suit our changing body because it's not the same. If you're if you've got a baby in your tummy, you've got fluid, it's not just your baby, it's fluid. It, there's a lot of 
weight potentially sitting on top of your pelvic floor. There's the baby that's stretching your abdominals, so they're perhaps weaker than they used to be. As I mentioned before, we've got the hormonal effects loosening up our ligaments and making us potentially more at risk of injury. So pelvic floor exercises are something that I think all women should be aware of during pregnancy. They're important because these are the muscles that close off the openings at the base of our pelvis. So these are the muscles that help to keep us dry, so not not incontinent, no accidental leaking. We don't want to be accidentally leaking urine or feces. We want to we don't want to have a prolapse if we can avoid it. These are the muscles that wrap around at the front passage, the middle passage, and the back passage. We've got three holes in our perineal area, the pelvic floor area, our urethra at the front, our vagina, and then our anus. And these muscles wrap around all those openings, so super important for keeping us continent and prolapse-free. During pregnancy, let's learn how to relax our pelvic floor. Let's learn how to lift our pelvic floor and let's learn how to strengthen our pelvic floor. Gold standard, go and have a pelvic floor assessment by your local physio if you can afford it. If you have any concerns or issues, you can have a chat to your GP and potentially be put on the waiting list for your local continence clinic if you're in Australia. Some women might have a combination of weak and overactive pelvic floor. It's not all about weak pelvic floor. We also want to be aware of relaxing and releasing any overactive pelvic floor. If you're a runner, if you've had anxiety, if you're anxious, I'd say about 50% of the women that I would see in their clinic would have overactive pelvic floor. So we used to think, we never. it's gone through an evolution, pelvic floor. Back in the 50s, 60s, never even talked about pelvic floor. Then we realized, hey, these muscles are important. We need to strengthen them. So it was all about strengthening weak pelvic floors. And now we've realized, you know, it's not just about strengthening. We actually, there's two components. Well, there's more than two, but there's the, we also might need to relax the pelvic floor. So that's why I mentioned gold standard. Go and seek out a pelvic floor physio. This episode is proudly brought to you by Solidea, providing all of your pregnancy and recovery support needs. Solidea's maternity range supports your changing body throughout your pregnancy and the postpartum period. The proven compression and patented fabric helps to reduce back and pelvic joint pain, swelling and varicose veins, and it's safe and effective following vaginal and caesarean section deliveries. Solidea improves recovery from episiotomies, tears, hematomas, and after caesarean births. Made in Italy, Solidea's maternity range ensures pregnant women and new mums look good and feel great. Recommended by obstetricians and physiotherapists, Solidea is offering 20% off using the code FITNEST20. That's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-20. So if you're in the market for some new support wear for pregnancy or postpartum, definitely go and check them out with the code FITNESS20 for 20% off. So visit 
www.solidea, that's S-O-L-I-D-E-A.com.au and check them out for yourself. And the link is in the show notes. Let's learn how to relax. Let's learn how to lift them appropriately. Let's learn how to strengthen them. So the way I incorporate pelvic floor exercises into the Fitness Mama program, I jump on every Friday into our Facebook group and we do a set of pelvic floor exercises and I talk them through each step of pelvic floor exercises and run them through a whole set. At the end of every single workout, we do pelvic floor exercises too. And also I'm cueing, not just lifting, but also the relaxing of pelvic floor during the workouts, especially when I'm doing strength workouts. And I'm going to talk about, talk about that a little bit more when we're talking about strength training in a little bit. But that's, I just wanted to give you an idea of how you could be incorporating pelvic floor into your workout. And that's what I do inside Fitness Mama. We've got the standalone pelvic floor exercises, and then we've got the pelvic floor exercises at the end of a workout, and then also whilst we're exercising. Okay. Now let's talk about adapting high-impact exercise. So if you're a runner, listen in. If you're not a runner, stay tuned because this might be important once you've had your baby and you want to get back into running. Or even if you're not a runner, I bet you all want to be able to play tiggy, chasey, running games with your kids at the park years down the track when they're older. So stick around because... In terms of running during pregnancy, there isn't much research on it, but the research has told us it can be safe as long as you're running at a safe intensity, you've had your medical tick of approval, it's been found to be safe for mum and bubs. There is less evidence to discuss the impact of pelvic floor and running. So research is limited and there is some research, I do admit it's not quality research, but what we do have suggests that perhaps runners might have a propensity towards overactive pelvic floor. So let's discuss some tips and some practical suggestions if you want to get back into running or get back into high-impact exercise after birth or if you're a runner and you want to continue running during pregnancy. It'll take one minute, two minute tops. Okay, my take on it all. If you're pregnant, if you're not a runner, now's not the time to take up running. If you're pregnant and you are a runner before pregnancy and you want to continue running, let's say if you don't want to continue running, there's heaps of other workouts to do. So you've got so many options of low impact exercises. If you are a runner and you want to keep on running, let's consider a few options. Firstly, I do recommend getting a pelvic floor assessment, gold standard. Let's see if you have overactive pelvic floor because there's some strategies that you can do to help learn how to relax your pelvic floor. Perhaps you might need to do some work to prepare your body for birth. Again, this is something I teach inside Fitness Mama, preparing the body for birth. Um, But if you're a runner, definitely consider that. And also consider impact and also consider adapting your running. For example, could you do shorter runs? Could you avoid running downhill? Because downhill, there's thought to be um, greater ground reaction forces, you know, greater impact through the pelvic floor area. 
Could you have more breaks in your run? So stop and have a break. So there are a few different ways we can modify the actual running aspect. Um, And then the last one is, could you run in the pool? Pool running. Keeping in mind to keep that intensity in check. So keep it keeping it in a safe intensity. The guidelines are make sure you can hold a conversation. You could be a little puffed out, but don't be gasping for air and unable to hold a conversation with someone. So if you're wanting to get back into running, this is how I incorporate cardio and returning to running inside Fitness Mama. There's lots of options of low impact cardio, perfect for pregnancy and those early days postpartum. Then when 12 weeks after birth, 12 weeks postpartum, you've had your medical tick of approval, you've hopefully gold standard had a pelvic floor assessment, then starting a graduated return to running program, which we've got inside Fitness Mama. So if we can work your pelvic floor muscle strength, work your whole body strength, work on your balance and your flexibility and gradually get you back into running and impact exercises, then that's really going to set you up for success. So as an so that you've got an idea, our 12-week return to running program inside Fitness, I've got a running program, which takes you from walking to running. But alongside that, there's two workouts a week that take you from low impact and then towards a 12-week, it's the high impact. And it's the important muscle groups that we need for running, those important balance, that important, you know, the power strength as well. So progressing from, for example, low impact to squat jumps, that sort of situation. So I call them my running Pilates classes. So that just gives you a bit of an idea. It's not just about getting back into running. Think about what workouts, what exercises, what can you do to complement your running? And even if you're not a runner, I really think everyone should do these sorts of exercises too as part of your postnatal rehab program. Okay, four more quick tips. These are these are quicker ones. So strength training, very important for everyone, important for bone density. It's it's fantastic. Considerations. I like to considerations include let's not lift such heavy weights that you have to hold your breath. Do a false solver. You don't want to be pushing down through your pelvic floor. So if you've done lots of regular strength training, you might be in a very different position to someone who's never lifted a weight in their life. So this is why there's no black and white. It's just a very gray area, but I like to definitely keep that consideration in mind. We want to be able to gently activate your pelvic floor whilst you're lifting your weight and always hold your breath, not doing the grunt in that hold. Some quickly with lifting and strength training, I do include toddlers in this. If you've got a toddler, they can get really heavy. Start to think as your belly gets bigger, as your pregnancy progresses, what can you be doing to help them become more independent during your pregnancy? Are there any little lightweight steps you can get to use around the house? I will always thank my mother-in-law for arriving on my doorstep one day with a big set of white steps. She said, this is what you need for your toddler. This will be perfect. And it was. Because I recommend all women, once they've had a baby, if you've had a cesarean or a vaginal birth, don't try to avoid lifting up your toddler in those first six weeks to help your body with its recovery. So I really think pregnancy is a nice phase to 
I guess, wean off holding and lifting your toddler as much as possible and try to help them become as independent as possible because we don't want to suddenly have an arrive home with a newborn baby and say to our toddler, sorry, love, I can't lift you up anymore. So the sooner you can get into this little habit, you and your partner, so that there's no playing favorites, <laughs> what can you do around the home? So these little steps helped my toddler walk up to the basin so she could wash her own hands, clean her teeth. It helped her walk up the steps. I moved them into where the change table was so that it was quite easy to then lift her onto the change table. So rather than lifting from ground level, lifting them from up higher is much easier on your back and your pelvic floor and abdominals and all the rest. Even getting in and out of the cot, even though I had to help her with the last bit, if she could come up onto the top step with my supervision, and all, of course, and all the rest, then it was much easier on my body to get up into the cot. And when it comes to strength training with fitness, again, I just mentioned this so that might give you some ideas of how to incorporate strength into your workouts. Inside fitness, we've got some Pilates workouts, yoga, cardio, core, and we do have a strength component. But in these strength workouts, in this module, every single time we do strength, I'm usually cueing breathing, cueing your pelvic floor cueing posture. So there's ways that we can do strength training that's also taking in consideration our weakest links in our body, which generally are our pelvic floor and core. They're under the most load during pregnancy. Okay, pelvic girdle pain. If you've got that, this is number four we're up to. Pelvic girdle pain, don't keep walking through pelvic girdle pain. If you've got pelvic girdle pain, if you're sore, if you're achy, if you're having difficulty sleeping at nighttime, don't put up with it. Let's do something about it. Seek support if you need to from your local physio. But let's modify your workouts. Let's only include exercises that support your pelvic area. There's so, like I've got, a, again, a pelvic girdle pain module because there's really some beautiful workouts that can actually help to relieve your pain or help prevent it getting worse. Whereas walking, unfortunately, walking's a fantastic exercise for pregnancy. Don't get me wrong. It's free. Gets you out in the fresh air. It's low impact. So many benefits. But if you're achy around the pelvis, pelvic girdle pain, because of the shearing forces that can happen, it sometimes can stir up pelvic girdle pain. Not for everyone, but if you're finding walking is stirring you up, let's reduce the walking, but we don't want to just reduce the walking and not complement it with anything because we know the benefits of exercise. So let's get you exercising in a way that helps to replenish your body, helps to rejuvenate your body. Same sort of thing with abdominal muscle separation. If you've got abdominal muscle separation, Let's make sure you're doing pregnancy-appropriate abdominal exercises. Avoid tenting, peaking, what I call the Toblerone effect. So review your exercise program. If you're not sure what to do, Fitness Mama walks you through all the abdominal-friendly workouts for pregnancy. And three last really quick tips. Until guidelines change, this is a bit of a grey area, but Ranskog suggests no supine exercise after the first trimester. No exercising lying on your back after the first trimester. There is some small there is some research to show exercising on your back reduces the blood flow to your baby. So the weight of the baby is pushing on the blood vessels that's supplying the baby. So you might be feeling fine, 
but there's less blood flow going to your baby. And personally, I also think there's so many options for exercising with pregnancy. It's not worth it. So look, until there's more conclusive evidence that it's safe to exercise on the back, I just figure it's one of those easy adaptations that's not going to really change much in the long term. So I might have to redo this podcast episode when more research comes to light and when RANSCOG and a few of the other major bodies. RANSCOG stands for Royal Australian New Zealand College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. If you're you're wondering, you can look up their guidelines on the website. And second last, I should have perhaps said this at the first, um, I should have perhaps said this at the start, but particularly if you're in your first trimester, I think this is pretty well known, but try to avoid exercising in really hot temperatures, especially first trimester. If it's really hot outside, perhaps it's not the time to go for a big long walk outside. Let's exercise in air-conditioned climates. Avoid the saunas, avoid those heated pools, hot yogas and all the rest. And last but definitely not least, I think I did say at the start, do get your medical clearance before you start your exercise routine during pregnancy just to tick that all off for you and bubs. Hopefully that was helpful. We discussed eight tips and eight considerations for exercise during pregnancy Hope you're all a bit inspired to go out there and move your body. And even if it's five minutes, ladies, it does not need to be hard, does not need to be time consuming. What is easy for you? What works in with your life? What what do you enjoy? I'll leave you and we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Have a fabulous day, everyone. And I look forward to you joining me very soon for another episode of the Pregnancy Birth and Recovery Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember, an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.